breaking news comes out of Wyoming as Navy SEALs lay siege to a nerd's hideout. And then we travel to Okinawa, Japan, site of some of the bloodiest battles of World War II. Nowadays, U.S. military bases dot the island. But is it possible that the spirits of slain soldiers still haunt the land? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had lots of fun this weekend. For some of us, it's Memorial Day weekend. For others of you, it's just Monday. Unless you're listening to this episode three years in the future, and then it's like September 4th. But, if you're listening to it right now, happy Memorial Day. Have a burger for me. Ready, have one at your house, because I'm going to come and eat it. Speaking of eating... Coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now, eating a big plate of spaghetti. I'm running out of ways to introduce Patreon supporters. This one, he's just eating—he's just eating spaghetti. It's fabricated plastic. Everyone, give a round of applause to fabricated plastic. Our newest Patreon supporter, big mouth full of spaghetti, has an apron on that says "Kiss, Kiss the Man Eating the Spaghetti." Fabricated Plastic, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. I just need you to get the word out about the show. Talk about it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, wherever you hang out online. Spread the word about the show. That's what keeps the show going. That's what keeps the show growing. It's a little little rhyme there. Fabricated Plastic, go ahead and put down that spaghetti. He's like, is that really my intro? I'm sorry, I'm running out of ideas. Fabricated Plastic, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible, but fly low, fly quiet. We're headed into a war zone. Dead Rabbit Dirigible is leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're headed out to Wyoming. Before we get started on this first story, I wanted to do an update to a story we covered last week. Where I exposed, I did an expose on Throwaway Alien. It was this whole thing, I'm not going to rehash it, it was Friday's episode actually. You made this prediction, aliens were going to show up on July 18th. He made that prediction back seven years ago, and then this US government report came out that's supposed to come out in July 2021, and it just happened to coincide, and it was this huge thing, like, whoa, was this guy right? Well, he came back and wrote this 31, I actually counted, 31 paragraph blog post about him and this alien named Gina, and it was just so ridiculous, and he changed the prophecy and all this stuff. He has deleted his account. Throwaway alien is no more. An absolute exposed LARP at this point. The post is still up. But he's deleted his account. That account can never be reactivated. Um, so the story's done. Will net anyone now can pop up and say, oh, I was throwaway alien, and some guy like, <laughs> Some guy made me eat a bunch of spaghetti until I canceled my account. But it's done. It's done. The throwaway alien thing LARPed too hard. The story is over. And anyone at this point can pretend to be throwaway alien. Don't get any clever ideas. But yeah, so that's the end of that saga. That's it. A fitting end to a story that started off fun and ended up super, super lame. It has a lame ending. Fabricated plastic is flying this dead rabbit dirigible out to Wyoming, and that's when I have, like, these plans. I just roll them out on the table, and I pick a dagger up, and I stick it through the plans. Super dramatic! I needed those plans. I don't know where we're going now, so just kind of circle around the area. I stabbed the map. These are plans of the Irma Lake Lodge. And I'm, like, pointing and stuff like that. I'm pointing, I'm like, go right here where this dagger is. It's May 17th, 2021. 
were flying over Bill Gates' private ranch in Wyoming. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. How did I get such a break-in exclusive? How was I able to cover a story involving Bill Gates' ranch? Because I follow the only news that matters. The juiciest news full of worms and salmonella. Real raw news. This is another breaking article from Michael Baxter. I'm almost thinking about starting my own podcast called Real Rawcast. And just that podcast only covers this site. I'm so close to doing that. The Real Rawcast. It's a pre-dawn raid on Bill Gates' compound. Navy SEALs are getting ready to launch a raid on... Bill Gates compound, and you, a rational human being, a rational person, goes, what? Where is this Where is this coming from? Well, let's go back in time a little bit here. If you haven't been following the real raw saga, here's, here, here it is in footnotes. YouTube, Spotify, I do not believe in this. Spotify wants to take down all of my Bill Gates stuff. Anyways, we know what side they're on. They're not, they're on the cooked news side, not the raw news side. And YouTube is just YouTube, but I don't believe in this, but this is the real raw news summary so far. One, President Trump is still president, and Biden is running the White House from a movie set. Two, (laughs) that's that's such a shocking revelation to begin with, right? So that's one. (laughs) We have to believe that part before we even move on forward, and that's already so ridiculous. Donald Trump is still president. Uh, Joe Biden is running it from a movie set. The uh, movie set that, that looks exactly like the White House in the location of the White House, surrounded by employees of the White House, but it's all fake. So anyways, President Trump and President Trump was like, you know what? I'm still president, so I can still do all this presidential stuff, like order around the military. So he he has been arresting the swamp people, the deep state swamp people. We covered Hillary Clinton Throwing poop in Guantanamo Bay, she was executed by Donald Trump. And then we covered um, Nancy Pelosi's face was stolen. It was they thought they were getting Nancy Pelosi, but they just stole a Nancy Pelosi lookalike who was wearing a lifelike mask. That's where we're at in this saga. So, what does Bill Gates have to do with any of this? So, Melinda Gates apparently in this mythology here, Melinda Gates apparently goes to the real White House and meets Donald Trump and goes, "Listen." Bill Gates is a horrible, horrible person. He's actually, he, this, this part's true. This part's true. He did hang out a lot with Jeffrey Epstein. That part's true. Now, not, I've said this before in my episode with Jeffrey Epstein. I don't think everyone who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein knew what he was up to, but I don't think everyone also didn't. So Bill Gates did seem to hang out with this guy a lot. I'm sure the person who was selling art to Jeffrey Epstein wasn't aware of what was going on, especially before the first, uh, arrest because he was arrested twice. And Melinda Gates hated Jeffrey Epstein. Thought he was a, at the very least, thought he was a very crass, boorish man. Like there was no in the articles I read, there was no hint. And th- these are legit news articles. These are well, medium, well done articles. There was no hint that Melinda knew what Jeffrey Epstein was up to. She just didn't like him. She he did he she did think he hung out with younger women, but in the sense of like, oh, he's in his sixties and he's dating twenty year olds and stuff like that. There is nothing Melinda Gates, but Bill Gates, I, I can't say for sure whether or not he, he did hang out with Jeffrey Epstein a lot though. More than more than you should hang out with someone who's been convicted of child molestation twice. 
So anyways, Melinda Gates, that was one of the reasons she was saying, like, and, and it's come out, a lot of stuff has come out with Bill Gates. This is in the middle of, like, real news and raw news. This is kind of rumor, but he was a flanderer. Like, people are saying, like, Spotify... The, the reason why I keep saying Spotify is I did an episode about Bill Gates being, is he the Antichrist? That you, you guys listen to the show. You guys are smart. The episode was called, Is Bill Gates the Antichrist or something like that? And it was talking about those conspiracy theories. That's the one episode of this podcast you cannot hear on Spotify. They removed it. Even though it's exploring those topics, and I'm not saying that any of that stuff is true. I'm not even saying that stuff is true now. Spotify, that's the one episode out of 681 episodes. It's the one episode you can't listen to on Spotify. You listen to it anywhere else. Weird. But anyways, where was I? Oh, oh, <laughs> I was slandering Bill Gates. No, the rumor is, is that he, like, they they were covering up sexual misconduct in the workplace, and he was, like, flirting with younger women and stuff like that. Younger in, like, over age, like, 20s, 25, stuff like that. Not, like, Jeffrey Epstein Young. So it still was unbecoming of America's favorite nerd, Bill Gates. So let's get back. So that 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 stuff is is fairly real. I'll put those those in the show notes. Those rumors and stuff like that. But anyways, back to this mythology. Melinda Gates goes to Donald Trump and she goes, "Listen, Bill Gates is not just the world's biggest nerd. He's a supervillain. He's excavated underneath his ranch in Wyoming, and there's these massive tunnels down there where he kidnaps children." Let me be clear again. This is the real raw news version. There is nothing to back any of this stuff up. Melinda Gates is apparently coming clean with this whole thing. So that would elevate Bill Gates from just being a creep to literally being a supervillain. He has an underground lair full of kidnapped children. So Donald Trump goes, do it. And so he orders, because he's still president, of course, right? He orders these U.S. Navy SEALs to lay siege to Bill Gates' compound so it's may 17th 2021 super recent right should have been in the news it should have been in the news but it's not go 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 the u.s navy seals are running through the ranch and then they're just <laughs> shooting dudes they're just shooting like stable hands there's some guy cleaning up cow poop he's like ah no apparently this is the kind of grinds my gears honestly i never really thought of this before and i don't mean to keep going off on tangents because i know you guys want to know the end of the story but apparently Bill Gates has a paramilitary force at this ranch, armed with automatic weapons, and they're wearing, like, this paramilitary gear, and they engage in a firefight with the Navy SEALs. Shooting. That really kind of grinds my gears, because I never thought of a nerd having an army. Like, I get it, like, you need a bodyguard, like, but even then, it's like dudes you know, like the Jonas Brothers, their bodyguard is like this family friend who just happens to be 600 pounds and, and 7 feet tall. He's just someone they know. That's fine. That's cool, right? But to think someone could be like, oh, I've invented a microchip. And then he's able to, like, buy a thousand dudes to walk around with machine guns. It just sounds weird. It doesn't sound right. Like, I think you should earn your army, not just pay for it. You should be like a Cobra Commander guy. Well, now that I think about it, Bill Gates is a supervillain kidnapping children. I don't know why I'm being so harsh on him. Da -da 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 -da. They're having this gunfight with the Navy SEALs. Now, actually, it's good I am doing this episode for Memorial Day. Because we're going to memorialize these fallen imaginary soldiers. These poor imaginary families that are going to have to mourn their imaginary loved ones in this firefight. 
Eight of these paramilitary goons working for Bill Gates, traitors, boo, they got killed by the Navy SEALs. They're, they have no Memorial Day for them. For all I know, they were decorated veterans before they had to work for Bill Gates. But still, boo. And then we lost one U.S. Navy SEAL. Ugh. Tell, tell, tell the daughter who was never born to a wife that doesn't exist that I love them both. Ugh. And then they fade away into back into the imagination of Michael Baxter. You may think I'm making jokes, which I am. If you look at the comments for this article, so many comments. Here, I'll read you a comment, actually, from this article. This is the very first comment on this article. Quote, Gates didn't leave the gate open. You like that pun there? I didn't come up with that. This guy did. Gates didn't leave the gate open, but the seals busted open. I am sorry one had to pay the ultimate price, though. He doesn't exist. He's just the same thing. It's the same thing as someone being like, oh no, poor Han Solo. His son murdered him. That doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. I mean, I guess you can be sad for like the character in a narrative story, but he doesn't. Don't be sad for this guy. He doesn't exist. He never existed, dude. The comments are almost as funny, almost as funny as the article. But there's I could I could do a whole podcast just on the comments. But anyways, one had to pay the ultimate price. These Navy SEALs, though, do breach the compound. It's a 15-minute firefight. They do blow away eight of these fictional characters. And then they go to a... The, again, this is straight out of James Bond novel. I mean, maybe this exists. I don't know. If you go... if you, Maybe you can visit this place. Irma Lake Lodge, if you know where it's at. Go to the horse stable. And apparently there's a, there's a bale of fake hay there. You lift this up. There's a 300-foot drop. There's an elevator there. You don't have to be Superman to get down there. There's a 300-foot elevator shaft. That's the word, not drop. And if you go down the elevator, you end up in this giant circle that's 150 feet in diameter. I'm going to read you this passage. This, this, concern, this passage really, really concerns me for several reasons. Let's see if you can figure them out. This was written by Michael Baxter for Real Raw News. Quote, The seals, our source said, spent hours scouring the tunnels for signs of life, but no children were found. However, the operation was not in vain. As they did uncover a facsimile of a young girl's bedroom with a pink frame platform bed, stuffed animals, and racks of child-sized clothing. Moreover, three... D I felt gross just even reading that passage. Moreover, three DSLRs on tripods have also been aimed to video whoever had lain in the bed. At least one camera still had an SD card, unquote. That's gross because it didn't happen. That did not happen. The Navy SEALs did not go to Bill Gates' compound and have this firefight and find this chamber and then come across this pink little girl's bedroom with little girl clothes. That didn't happen. And it is very, very concerning to me. You guys understand why I'm concerned, right? Someone is, someone is imagining that. It would be one thing if it was true, if it was factual. You could look at it and go, oh, that's sick. Bill Gates must pay for his crimes. But it's not. Someone because what does that imply, right? That's that someone. Uh, someone has crafted this imaginary world 
where this is under Bill Gates' house. It doesn't actually matter if it's under Bill Gates' house. It could be under the local plumber's house. It's creepy, and it's gross. And it makes me... It doesn't make me suspicious of Bill Gates. I don't know if Michael Baxter is making this up out of whole cloth, or if someone is telling him stuff, but whoever is telling him stuff is clearly lying. Not only are they lying, they're telling disgusting, gross lies that are so specific it puts a mental image in your head of something you shouldn't have a mental image of. That that's This article could have been just fine without that passage. That passage kicks you in the stomach. And it's too much. It's too much. But I think there's a contingent of conspiracy theorists I, I, not just conspiracy theorists. I think true crime people get it too, but they get they they there is some sort of response to that that's not anger or or revulsion, um, titillation, I guess. It's it's completely unnecessary in the narrative. It's completely unnecessary. Hillary Clinton throwing her poop—that's important to the plot. I need to know that. But this, they could have totally left that out. That's there to titillate the reader. Tune in next, guys. Well, we'll discuss some other disgusting thing. Yeah, that really, that type, of, that type of detail really bugs me, and it makes me super sus of what the motivations are. Like, is it to titillate the reader? Is it to just scam people? I don't know. I don't know. Is it just a fun work of fi- Not fun, but you know what? Is it just a work of fiction? Is someone lying to Michael Baxter? Does he know that this isn't real? His readers don't. Some of them. Some of them do. You read through the comments, but the unnecessarily gross detail. So, yeah. <laughs> Why did you share it with us then, you jerk? I think it's just a gross detail. It adds nothing in the narrative. It titillates a percentage of the readers of people who shouldn't be getting titillated by that stuff. You know what I mean? It's gross. Just if Michael Baxter, if you listen to this podcast or if you listen to my upcoming podcast, Real Rawcast, tone it down. <laughs> tone it down on that type of stuff. Because if you're getting hits, if that's causing people to really enjoy your website, it's the wrong kind of people. Fabricated plastic, I want you to call in that carpenter copter. We're going to say goodbye to Bill Gates. He's on the run, too, if you didn't know that. If you see him on the news, that's fake. He's actually on the run right now. So if you happen to see him, if you happen to see him walking around Seattle, it's probably Nancy Pelosi just wearing his face. We're leaving behind Wyoming. We're headed out to Okinawa in Japan. Now, we actually brought some of those U.S. Navy SEALs with us because this is another military-themed story, and I should also introduce the theme for this week. I hope you like ghosts, because I found a bunch of ghost stories. I didn't even announce it in the beginning. I found so many ghost stories this week, a lot of really good ones, a lot of ones that I've never heard of. So, I hope you like ghosts, because I love ghosts. We don't cover them enough on this show. It's hard to find compelling ghost stories. We got a lot of good ones this week. Fabricated Plastic is bringing that carpenter copter. We're ready for war. We're actually back in the year that World War II was happening. What was that? 1939 to 1944? Carpenter copters flying through time. Okinawa, Japan was actually the site of some of the most violent battles of World War II. That movie Hacksaw Ridge, if you guys haven't seen that, directed by Mel Gibson, starring Spider-Man. That was in Okinawa, and then <laughs> other battles, other battles that they didn't make movies about, starring Spider-Man. 
Overall, 12,500 U.S. soldiers were killed. 110,000 Japanese soldiers were killed. This was really the last major battle of World War II. This was right outside of Japan. The European front was over with. Russia's advancing on Japan. We're advancing on Japan. This is really, in Okinawa, were the last major battles. The Yamato was sunk during these battles. So you had 110,000 Japanese soldiers and up to 150,000 civilians were killed in these battles on Okinawa. Nowadays, it's the home to six Marine bases, U.S. Marine bases, and one U.S. Air Force base. And it is the first and most likely last line of defense against a Pacific Theater war. So it's a pretty integral part of the United States military strategy in the Pacific. So it doesn't help thing that these bases seem to be horribly, horribly haunted. On Reddit, there's a user named Banana Tsunami, and he posted this story that back in 2015, he worked as an emergency technician at Camp Hansen, which was one of the Marine bases. He said that his team included a local ambulance service, so Japanese ambulance service, and then local firefighters as well. And he goes, at 2 a.m., we got a, a call that a Marine had suffered a head injury. So we all go down there. We go down to the barracks. And the dude is acting possessed or having a grand mal seizure. I mean, you kind of there's kind of different ways to treat the two. At first glance, we're going to call him Chuck. Chuck goes, the guy's flipping around. He has 10 people on him trying to hold him down. His head is actually being held to the ground because he keeps banging the back of his head on the floor. And he's there to render aid. He's not there to start throwing holy water on the dude, but there's something super off about this guy. He says that he had a couple goose eggs on his face. Which if you don't know, if you don't know, that's a turn of phrase. That just means giant lumps. It doesn't actually mean that as they're holding him down, a goose walked up and was like, ha the perfect chance. His mouth is opening and closing. His eyes are rolling. Happy Memorial Day, by the way, guys. His eyes are rolling in the back of his head. And he's screaming, Make it stop! Make it stop! They're treating this guy. And one of the things you got to do is figure out what it is, this guy. I guess they have a a problem with spice over there, you know, synthetic marijuana. And you can buy pain pills over the counter. So the first thing they're thinking is some sort of drug overdose. Like, what happened? Because that'll be different. <laughs> Was he playing with the Ouija board at 3 a.m.? Chuck asks the guy's friend. He goes, what happened? He goes, dude, I have no idea. We're standing there. We're drinking beer. It is 2 in the morning. So it's not super spooky yet. We're drinking beer. And then in the middle of conversation, he just changed. His demeanor changed. He walked away from me, walked over to the stairwell where that there's a wall there. And started banging his head into the wall. And that's how he got all those goose eggs. <laughs> don't don't suspect that goose that walked away wearing the trench coat and the little hat. He gave him to himself. So he goes, oh, that's weird. And as they're treating this guy, they eventually had to get like one of those backboards and strap him down to it. Some of the local ambulance crew goes, yeah, this happens. I'm like, what do you mean it happens? They're like, it just it, it happens. So they take him to the hospital and they figure out, like, he said the official diagnosis was some medical thing. They said, like, his hemoglobin was breaking down in his liver or something like that. And it can cause, like, dehydration and confusion. He goes, but that tends to take time. Like, I'm not that dumb. Like, that wouldn't happen instantly. And Chuck was thinking there was another case that he had heard not too long ago in the same barracks of another U.S. Marine just flipping out. 
just being totally normal, and then, ah, and then started screaming, get it out, get it out. So he did, not, he did not immediately retire from the service. He did not request a transfer. Apparently, Chuck just continued to work there and thought, well, isn't that odd? Now, I read that and I go, that is odd. But, you know, it's a Reddit story. Who knows how real it is? There's stuff like No Sleep out there that gets confusing. This wasn't from No Sleep. But, you know, you always want to check this stuff out as much as you can. You're not always able to. But I so I started looking up Okinawa ghosts. Okinawa is actually considered one of the most haunted military locations, like all the bases in the world. The ghosts of Okinawa military bases are so well known, the military's had to knock buildings down and just be like, it's not worth it. It's totally not worth it. This, this Chuck Banana Tsunami, I'll call him by that name now, led me down this crazy rabbit hole. It is so haunted there. The military's like, we don't know what to do. This is integral to our defenses. But it's also super, super spooky. Also at Camp Hansen, this military base, there's Gate 3. There's multiple ways to get into this base. And Gate 3, just like any other gate, you have a couple guards sitting there, and they're guarding it. That's why their name is called Guards. They're on the lookout for that malicious goose. But at 3 a.m., you'd be sitting there reading some girly magazine. (laughs) This isn't a current story. You wouldn't be able to get away with that today. It's 1952. You're reading some issue of Playboy. And you hear footsteps walking up to the gate. You're like, oh, dang it. I better do my job. I better actually guard this facility. Instead of looking at pictures of Marilyn Monroe. And you look up. And there is a World War II era Marine standing there. You know the uniform. You know exactly that this man seemed to have stepped out of time. But he's drenched in blood. And he looks up at you and goes, Got a light. Now, I don't know if he actually said got a light. I just like that because it reminds me of Twin Peaks. He would, though, say, Okay, he didn't say got a light. Fine. He goes, Fine, you caught me. I just want Twin Peaks to be real. This bloody Marine would walk up. I mean, I don't know. It's a bloody ghost. I don't know why I'm trying to say that he's saying some catchphrase from Twin Peaks. It's a bloody ghost. This bloody ghost walks up and he goes, got a match. Which, <laughs> that's not That's not as clever, right? It sounds like he's playing goldfish. Got a match. And the guard would freak out. Would freak out, obviously, right? There's a an apparition. You would know this was a ghost. If not a ghost, just a man who's cosplaying really, really seriously. So people were like, I don't want to work there anymore. And they're like, oh, come on, Billy. Like, one, this is your job. You're in the military. You can't really determine where you want to go. You've been assigned this. And they're like, yeah, but like it it happened so regularly. It was almost every Saturday you'd be sitting at the guard booth and this blood-covered Marine, you, right? (laughs) This is one of your countrymen, walks up to you and goes, got a match. But you figure, yeah, that's creepy and everything like that, but he's not super spooky. I mean, if you're afraid of people covered in blood, it's quite terrifying. But it's like one of your countrymen. Again, it's not like he's like, aha, now I'm back for revenge. If anything, he's going to want to look at your girly magazine. But there was another problem at Gate 3. It wasn't just the bloody Marine that was seen there. Sometimes you'd be at the gate, it'd be around 3 a.m., but you see... 
other specters appear out of the wilderness. Dead Japanese soldiers lurking just outside of the lights. You see three, six, nine dead soldiers watching you from the darkness. So the U.S., this is true. The United States military were getting all these reports from Gate 3, and they go, "We can, listen, we have guns. We can make people do stuff. If you don't do your assignment, we throw you in the brig, and people are still refusing to work Gate 3. So they shut it down. Gate 3 is no longer in operation. You cannot... <laughs> I guess it's not good to announce on a podcast. A bunch of terrorists are like, Woo! They're like running through Gate 3. They're like, yes! They shut down Gate 3 because it was too spooky to work out. But then let's go to Kadena Air Base, also in Okinawa. This one I had a little... I, I saw multiple sources talking about this story, but I wasn't able to verify a key component. It does make me think it's a bit of urban legend, but I'm getting this information from military.com. This isn't just... I did see these stories on a bunch of other ghost websites, but my main source... For these stories were military.com. So it's not like they're sitting around really making this stuff up. But it doesn't mean that the story itself is true. It just means that the story has been told over time. And we covered this on the story about the boy in the dishwasher. It's not unheard of. And I'll put that in the show notes. It's a really creepy episode. It's not unheard of for military to cover up crimes, especially crimes on their bases, crimes involving their servicemen, for morale reasons or to avoid a scandal or because they had something to do with it. But anyways, Building 2283 was base housing on Kadena Air Base. Some say, this is military.com saying this, by the way, some say that this house is the most haunted building in the entire U.S. military base establishment. So this is where I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently in the 1970s, there was an Air Force officer who annihilated his family, killed everyone in the house, and then killed himself. But military, if it's anything, it's efficient. They have this building, and they need to put people in it. So they clean it up, and they just house another officer and his family in this base housing. And over time, the dad starts to go crazy. He's like, uh, uh, he's seeing gooses. He's seeing geese everywhere. Uh, he's so crazy. He's calling them gooses. He starts to feel paranoid. He starts to feel unwell. His family kind of starts to feel off. And then this guy also murders his family. So at that point, the military goes, uh, let's not, let's not put any more families in here. I don't know if that's true. I saw that reported a couple places online, military.com being one of them. I couldn't verify this took place. It wouldn't have been in the news, really, because they would have covered it up. So the mil- I don't know if that story is true. It sounds like an urban legend, but the military does say we're not putting in <laughs> the generals here. That story. They're like, oh, I didn't sleep last night. It's so spooky. They no longer let people live in Building 2283. They turn it into a storage facility. But it's still in the middle of this base housing, and there's a chain-link fence, and on the other side of the chain-link fence is the base daycare. Kids are like, wee! They're like running around. But the teachers at the play school realized that they would have less toys. The kids kept losing their toys, and the teacher's like, what's going on with all their toys? And one day they saw the kids were throwing their toys over the chain-link fence to the yard of the storage shed. 
They're throwing their toys over the fence. And one of the teachers goes, hey, why do you guys keep throwing your toys over the fence? And the kids tell the teacher, the little kids on the other side of the fence want our toys. They say, give them to us. They're very, very greedy, very greedy, translucent children. They want our toys and we want to share. So we throw them. Over the fence. That's pretty good arm, actually, now that I think about it, for a preschooler to be able to throw something over a six-foot chain fence who was the shack, the little shack baby. In 2009, the the military's like, okay, we're done with these spooky stories. No one wants to join the Air Force anymore. They're afraid they're going to get sent to this base. They ended up tearing down the building. Supposedly, again, rumor or who knows, the military tried tearing this building down multiple times before, but whenever workers would start working on the building, they would suffer hallucinations, headaches, and have on-site injuries. I think they're just super lazy workers, and they're like, hey, dude, you know, we can get the day off if we tell them that every time we're trying to tear this house down, we think about murdering people, and then the military won't make us tear the house down. And then their co-worker goes, or they'll put you in a mental asylum, but then I won't have to work for like a week or a month. It'll be awesome. So that's an easy thing to fake. Oh, the ghosts are giving me a headache. <laughs> Can I have the day off, sir? But anyways, they did tear it down in 2009. The most haunted building out of every U.S. military base on the planet is now destroyed. Interesting story. Interesting ghost story. It's a good way to kick off. I hope you like Ghost Week because I got a lot of good ones. And we're going to end it like this. Let's go ahead and put on our conspiracy caps here. Sure, they're knocking down the buildings and they're closing Gate 3, and it could be because the military knows that ghosts exist. Apparently, they do know these ghosts exist. Military.com is reporting about it. I don't think there's a general who's surprised by this news if they're based in Okinawa. They've at least heard the stories. Whether or not they believe it, they've heard the stories. But with our conspiracy caps fully on, when we think of ghosts and possession and banging our heads and all the sorts of stuff that's bad, you know, killing your entire family is bad in general. I think everyone agrees with that. But what if, conspiracy caps fully on, you have military commanders who are looking at a peanut butter and jelly situation. They go, one, we need soldiers who can fight war without hesitation. Two, we have an island full of spirits. Some are mournful, some are lost, but some are vengeful and ready to kill again. What if Okinawa wasn't selected just because it's a perfect... <laughs> what if it wasn't selected just because it was right next to Japan, had all of this great landscape for us to build these bases on, and will help us prevent aggression in the theater? What if that's all secondary? What if it was some sort of mystical, spiritual, ley line type of land where the veil between the living and the dead is so thin, seeing ghosts are commonplace for local EMTs. It just happens. This happens all the time. So you have a division hidden within the military that is trying to fuse living man with a damned soul, turning them into the ultimate weapon. Now, it goes wrong a lot. People turn the aggression against their allies, their family. People turn the aggression against themselves. But what if over time they perfect it? They're able to perfect that synthesis between man and the damned. 
it's funny, we're always talking about building the super soldier and they have these high-tech suits and these exoskeletons and these smart weapons and we're marching forward in time. But what if the real answer is going backwards? Building super soldiers using things that most people would consider superstition or forbidden knowledge. So while Popular Science Magazine and Wired Magazine are having these articles about these high-tech weapons, they've already figured out the formula for the super soldier. There is a platoon of Marines based out of Okinawa right now in the middle of some godforsaken patch of land on this planet laying waste to everything in front of them. A black ops unit with no morals, no compunction about killing, no hesitation, no regret. Because these soldiers are not just U.S. Special Forces. They have the souls of long-dead warriors inside their body. And even if you kill them, their spirit will just find another host. Their war will never end. And that's just the way they like it. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. (laughs) 